All right, welcome to episode 65 of the Summer of Miles podcast. We've got another fun behind the scenes interview today with our own Stephen First. He's going to be talking about that men's field and joining me as co-host. Say hi, Steve. Hi, Pat. <laughs> and we'll get back to Steve in a second. Uh, but we, we did want to talk a little bit about what's going on, just so everybody's aware. Um, if you haven't been, been listening, yes, the Sir, Wal- Sir Walter Myler is happening in just over a week from today. We are on next Friday, August 6th at Cardinal Gibbons. Cardinal Gibbons, not Meredith, new venue this year. Kind of same time frame. Aside from that, the event is free to the public. We keep getting questions via email asking for tickets. Um, tell a friend, most of you who have been here before, probably listening to this podcast know that. But if you're new, just know the miler is free. If you want the kind of special VIP section with some athletic brewing and some snacks and all that kind of stuff, sign up for the very important spectator and we will have all that fun for you. Kind of a walk through that night, just so you know what you're getting yourself into, is at 5.45 p.m. next Friday. Hoka 1-1 is going to have a little party at the track. Uh, we're going to have the Women's Olympic Marathon on the video board right after that. That's the Sir Walter kickoff. And if, if you want to go over to Raleigh Brewing, by all means, go over there around 6. But just make sure you catch that Uber, that lift, whatever you need to do over to the track around 8 or so. Races are going to kick off at 8.30 with the Coaches Clash. 8.40, we've got that Run Club Relay. Then we're going to give people time to get on the track if they choose to before kicking off the pro races around nine. We got two races going on just like every year. And then we will head back over to Raleigh Brewing. So it's going to be a fun night. It, we hopefully we will not have rain this year, but you never know. It's uh, summer in Raleigh. So that's the basics. We hope you've been checking out the podcast so far. If you haven't, Make sure and go back and listen to that Sage Herda interview. I uh, like the interview today with Steve. We had Jeff Karen on talking about the women's field. Uh, before that, we had Joey Barriatua from 10 Man Elite and Ellie Hennis, the new pro with Adidas, uh, NCAA champ out of NC State. And we will keep doing those over the next week leading up. But again, everything you need to know, SirWalterMyler.com. We are releasing athlete bios six a day, as long as we keep getting them from the athletes. Uh, So you can start to get to know these people before they come into town, usually starting next Wednesday. And finally, if you have not signed up yet, Stephen First favorite event on the Sir Walter running schedule is next Saturday, the Raleigh run down downhill mile, 6.30 p.m. women, 7 p.m. men. Afterwards, we will have the men's Olympic marathon viewing party over at Trophy Maywood. So get in on that. It is a very inexpensive race. You'll get a cool koozie if you finish. It is. We finally bow down, guys. People have been asking for this. We're finally doing a red koozie. So there'll be a red koozie with the, the rundown on one side and the Sir Walter running squirrel on the other side. Finish that race. Take it over to, to Trophy. Pop your beer in there. Have a good time. So without further ado, my co-host today and men's league coordinator and a coach of Raleigh Distance Project and others, I'm sure, Four flat miler who refuses to run a downhill mile just to get under. <laughs> My friend and yours, Stephen First. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm great, Pat. Thank you so much. One of these years, maybe I'll convince you to run the downhill mile the opposite direction and <laughs> uh, bring a little pain to the party. Uh, hey. It's great to be with you. I do one podcast a year, and this is it. Um, so it's great to be back. And as co-host this year, I do like about three Zoom meetings a day, however. So feeling right at home with you on Zoom here today. Um, yeah, so 
very much, very much, as you mentioned, a four flat 0.26 miler myself. So I love being a part of, of, of building this field because of the multifaceted goals that we have in the founding based on a sub four attempt by Sandy Roberts back in 2000, what was it? 12, 11, 13, 11, 13. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's great to be with you, Pat. Good. Well, you know, let's talk about that. And, and you know, I don't want to discount kind of your running career and what you do. And, and just to remind people, you are coaching the Raleigh Distance Project. I don't know who else you're coaching, but you coached some people to uh, the Olympic Trials Marathon this year. And then we did some fun uh, 20 to 30K American records on the track. Um, yes. What's kind of uh, your, your role with coaching right now? What are you excited about, I guess, leading into the fall? You know, it's great. You know, I coach these runners that are kind of aspiring elite runners and, and several of them made it to the trials. Uh, very difficult year for that group because, you know, there were a few very high level races that were going on last year. But, uh, you know, the, the fields were select 10 or 15 people. Uh, the road racing circuit, getting back in, being able to actually plan with goals um, and marks and feeling like there's a good chance of actually having these events hosted. Hopefully, Sir Walter puts on a couple uh, this year as well. Um, and so that's what we're really looking forward to, um, being able to put a, put a target on the wall and, and chase those big goals and, and really get better. So that's kind of what I'm interested in coaching. Um, yeah, so it's, when it comes to Sir Walter here, uh, you know, it was great to be able, you know, if you don't remember, last year we actually put this field together twice. Yeah. And we're unable to run it both times. So um, it's great to be kind of on the precipice here and, and looking good for next Friday night. Definitely. Definitely. We're excited to have it back. So let's, let's start with that dreamer field, Steve, T talk about a little bit as, as we kind of get into it, some behind the scenes of how are these people getting in the field? There's, there's really two pieces to our race. They're basically the top 10 people that we can get that fit our field. And then there's the next five guys that are right on the cusp of breaking four. Maybe there's an interesting story. Maybe they have a connection. How, how does that work? Yeah, it's such a, I was talking to a, a, you know, a coach of some of the athletes last week and it's like a, it's like a game of 3d chess getting into this field. And, uh, you know, we really try to be as fair as possible, but there are two objectives. One is to get the best of the best here, you know, best, worldwide milers um and often that's that's folks in north america just because of the the proximity um so we always had the goal of getting those those guys in the field but the other thing which is really the founding principle here uh, of sir walter miler is getting guys who have yet to break four minutes in the mile but who have shown a lot of promise uh who have a lot of upside or who have run well at other events and really want to get their first sub four in so actually there's kind of like a if you run four flat, you kind of have a better chance of getting in this field than if you run 359. Yes, that uh, is the hard the truth. <laughs> it's, it's a hard truth. And, um, but, you know, we, we like to give the guys who are kind of like maybe unrepresented guys a shot. Um, you know, that's another big component here is that in, in the professional running world, athletes get into races by their agency kind of vouching for them with race directors. And the Asians have, have a lot of leverage and sway. And, and a lot of them can say, you know, kind of group their, their runners together in order to increase their value by kind of selling them as a package, kind of like your, uh, 
you know, if you work for a company and you're trying to buy health insurance at a discounted rate, they sell you all together to get a lower rate for everyone. And, and that's the same yeah. thing. That's the same thing with runners. So, you know, agents will leverage one runner in order to get other runners in and it makes it really complex. Um, and, you know, you want to take care of your own, but, you know, also want to be fair. And one of the really difficult things and, and I think special things about this particular event is we really try to keep an eye for uh, the folks, the kind of the, the, the little guys and, you know, make sure that there's an opportunity for some people who never really get chances in big races to come and have a big breakthrough. And we saw, I mean, I remember Charlie Marquardt a couple of years ago who had never broken four and came here and ran 355. Yeah. Uh, wow. Jacob Thompson broke through with a 357. So these guys were on the cusp um, and, you know, that got a spot in Sir Walter Myler and really just decimated that barrier. So we've Mike definitely Brannigan. got a good group of that Remember this that? year. Yeah. <laughs> And, and just to remind, uh, speaking of the first part you were talking about, Steve, one of the more historic package deals we had early on was uh, when Drew Hunter was coming out of high school, uh, you know, uh, 10 man was like, hey, you guys can have Drew, but you got to take this guy, Morgan Pearson, who uh, ran at Duke in Colorado. He's starting to come around. He's, he's a little injured, but we'll see what happens. You know, Morgan yep. came ran our race. Um, after that shortly got into the, the triathlon and is now an Olympian. So, uh, you know, while we, we might not have seen it then, uh, now it's really cool seeing these people compete in Tokyo along with some of these other athletes. And we hope for years to come, uh, whether yes. they are a dreamer or they're in our race because they came in fourth at the Olympic trials, um, seeing those people at the Olympics is always, always fun. Yep, for sure. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a few, folks in the field this year who have been to the Olympic games in the past and when we can get to them uh, in a minute, uh, you know, the other, uh, I guess the other big thing is timing. Uh, it's really great to get early notice because of all the work, you know, mostly you do behind the scenes and promoting these athletes in the run up. And, you know, that takes, takes a little bit of time. We try to get the field set fairly early um, and lean heavily on the U S championships, but, um, you know, I think Sir Walter is special because the amount of marketing done in the run-up, uh, get to get to introduce our athletes to the to the fans here in Raleigh, uh, which really helps create that just unbelievable environment. Which this year will be a, will be at uh, Cardinal Gibbons High School. So thank you for the yeah. reminder. Yes, Cardinal Gibbons people, you heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of parking there, at Cardinal Gibbons. It is. Well, yeah, we did a site visit there yesterday, and kind of before we get into the field, Steve. Um, what are kind of some of your thoughts on the venue as we've, we've been over there a few times, we've talked to the AD, uh, we've kind of got the lay of the land. What can people expect to, to see as that might be different or might be, be nicer or whatever? Right. It's a fantastic venue for the fans. It, it offers a lot of options um, this year because there are actually grandstands on both the front stretch and the home stretch. So while we'll have fans in the track as usual, um, you know, maybe a little more space this year than in previous years. Uh, but we'll have fans on the track and then we have a lot of stands space for, you know, they can, they can seat 4,000, I think uh, Todd said there. So there's plenty of space between the, the fence lines and the track and, and the stands to watch this event. Beautiful. Uh, you know, the, the track is, the sun's going to be setting over the back stretch. You have a nice wind barrier with very tall pine trees surrounding, um, surrounding the, the track venue. The athletes will have, phenomenal uh, warm-up area on the turf fields and in the gymnasium. So 
I think it'll be a great, a great opportunity um, for fans to, to have options in terms of how they want to view this event, um, especially this year. And then it'll also be great for the athletes to have their own space um, to, to stay warm, to get warmed up and get ready to rock. Um, beautiful new facility and that video board uh, with the with the women's marathon watch party is going to be pretty awesome uh, just ahead of the miles. So definitely, yeah, it's really nice. The track it feels like it's barely been touched. It's nice and soft. Uh, great service. I think it's it's perfect for people to run some fast times. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of fast times, let's let's kick this uh, let's kick this field off, Steve. Who who you want to introduce first? Sure. So we've got a, you know I look at the list here and we've got a. a and the top three in this field, they're kind of bulwarks from the pat from the who have run in the past and who come in with 349, 350, and 351 mile PRs. That's Johnny wow. Gregoric, Sam Krakel, and Craig Angles. All returning. Um, Johnny was third in 2017, second in 2018. Sam was third in 2018 and second in 2019. Craig was second in 2017, sixth in 2018. So these are returners with very hot PRs, um, all of whom really want to get the Sir Walter Myler win. Um, and they all were in the finals at the Olympic trials um, 1500 just a few weeks ago. So they are ready to rock, um, really ready to, to run fast and take a shot at our state record and the all comers record here in North Carolina. And that's one thing we talk about, um, Steve, when, when we're putting this field together, we're like, Hey, we, we know, the way that like the Olympics or the world championships line up, those top three, we're probably not going to get, but we want to get the next best, best athletes after that. And this is a perfect example of that. So you're going to speed, see the best speed outside of Tokyo on the track next Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have the fourth place finisher in the 1500 and, and, you know, another fourth place finisher in the men's field we'll, we'll get to. Um, but we also have uh, a former Olympian from Canada, 2016 Olympian who, is running PR PRs right now. That's Charles Philibert, uh, it's Thibaut. Uh, let me see. Thibaut. Thibaut. There we go. There we go. I Thibaut think that's pretty, pretty good to what, what I've heard. Good job, Steve. Philibert Thibaut. Um, sorry, Charles, I practiced, practiced that earlier, but then choked there. Um, but the important thing is he ran 334 last week Smoking. Um, in the 1500. Yeah. So he is ready to, to take on his 354 mile PR. Um, very excited to have him Canadian from Quebec city, Quebec, uh, coming in, you know, to, to lead this next group. Um, some of the other folks coming in with that kind of 334, 335 range. We have Eric Avila coming back 355 miler. He we was, have, he was third last time, I do believe in 2019. Yep, exactly. Third right behind Sam and, uh, and Chris O'Hara and won the road mile this year. Yeah. So he, he won this year too. He was, he was the top finisher at, uh, fifth Avenue, top American finisher at fifth Avenue back oh, in 2018. Yeah. There we go. Cool. Always, re always ready to go. That Eric Abila, good energy from that guy. <laughs> um, we also have, Vince Ciotti, who was our pacer. Um, Just won the Liberty Mile. 2019. He won the Liberty Mile. Basically, you know, we like to try and take care of our pacers after they come and pace and give them a shot at the field. So I told Vince back then, you know, you know, as long as you're kind of in good shape, we'll be able to probably get you in the field the next year. And in, 
he took that to mean run 334, which is like a five-second PR. <laughs> Yeah, and he, was, he like, was like Stephen. Uh, he was more of an eight hundred guy a couple years ago. He is fully kind of committed to the fifteen hundred mile now. He's thrown up some really, really nice races. Has yeah, the Olympic A standard and world there. standard and everything. So, yeah. So he is. Uh, he is just such a. You know, all these guys we've mentioned so far, super gracious, just like the good guys club um, coming to Raleigh. But Vince, to me, is like kind of kind of top of the class he is such a good guy um i really love having him uh in virginia know, tech roots back. which we have a lot of people from virginia tech in the triangle so yeah he will he will have a cheering section yep um yeah another, another thing i want to mention here we talked about 334 so he has the same pr now as johnny gregoric johnny's got nine seconds on him in the mile but they have the same 1500 meter pr so vince is ready for a a, a big mile pr but Johnny is a, a, you know, a, a classic guy here too. So just like for a second here, you know, Johnny Gregoric uh, has blue jeans mile world record 406. Yep. Um, but he set that an event in an event that was designed to raise money for the national Alliance of mental illness, mm-hmm. something very important to Johnny. Um, it raised nearly $40,000 in that event um, for, for that um, national Alliance. And, it's incredible, you know, work being done by some of these guys off the track um, to, to try and raise awareness for causes. Definitely. So, and and I, th- I think, Steve, with that, um, it, it, this is a place where these athletes can do that. Johnny really epitomizes it. You know, I know we're kind of get, getting through the – before we get to Craig and kind of talk about some things he's done there too, I did mm-hmm. want to make that note. We've mentioned this a few times, but Johnny's dad – has the North Carolina soil record in the 10K. He did it at the old reliable run. And I believe 1986, he ran like a 2807. So uh, I don't know uh, if you ever ran that race, Steve, but that uh not not a super flat course. That is a very no. impressive time. Yeah, that's a very good time on that on that old reliable course through downtown. Is that also an Olympian in the steeplechase? Um 1980, right? 80 and 84. Okay, there we go. Yep. Yeah. So, um, cool. So I guess, you know, also in that middle group there, we have a newcomer Walid Suleiman, 336. He was an Olympic trials finalist. Uh, we have, um, Jordy Beamish, New Zealander. 2019 indoor mile champ out of nowhere. Beat a lot of very now good guys in that race. Yeah. Yeah, on Athletic Club, not a boulder. boulder. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favorite runners, Ritz, is his coach, Nathan Ritzenheim. Um, and recent ad, I'm not sure if we've announced yet. Okay, breaking news, guys. Breaking news, our most recent ad here is Eric Holt. Holtomania. Uh, Empire Track Club. He's been having an incredible year, but yeah, just kind of a guy who he actually used to, he was a Binghamton university athlete, unsponsored, kind of quit the sport. Um, used to be a boxer, right? I'm not, I didn't know that, but no. I, I did know, I think his PR coming into this season, I might be off with this, but I think it was somewhere in the 342 range. 
and just kept racing and kept improving and got down to like that 337 to make the trials. And um, our friends at Sidious Mag, Chris Chavez and the crew made these Hulkamania shirts that were kind of a riff on Hulkamania and sold a ton of them that were able to, you know, get this guy, an unsponsored, unsponsored guy to the trials where he wasn't flipping his own bill. So really cool thing. I was able to connect with him and Eugene and his coach, uh, Tommy Nohilly, great guy. Um, I'm glad that, that we can get Eric in the field. I know he is, he's hungry. He just um, raced Charles PT a few weeks ago in the mile was right on his shoulder. So these, these are guys looking for a fast race, ready to, ready to get after it. So Eric, uh, if you have not met him, he's going to be bringing the energy. So yeah, yeah, for sure. He is very excited. His coach has been, you know, I've been talking to his coach and just the timing when Eric, you know, when we got kind of the interest from Eric, we had already filled the field. So that's why he is a late ad here. Uh, we had to wait for a spot to open up, but he was, you know, Tommy said that Eric was very excited, asked every day if he had any, any word on Sir Walter. So he was looking forward to come here um, and improve upon his already strong 356 uh, mile PR, but he'll be bringing the energy for sure. All right. Who we got next? Next, we got a local guy. Uh, well, a guy with local connections, let's call it. Someone who's training in what I would call the, the least desirable place in North Carolina to train, which is <laughs> the Outer Banks. <laughs> it is hot here on the Outer Banks. It is hot and windy oh. and extra humid. So. Humid. Fly me in. So he's He's, uh, this is Nick uh, Stanovsik, who was, he actually went to high school for a couple of years in Kill Devil Hills on mm -hmm. the Outer Banks, first flight high school, um, which is cool if you're an aerospace nerd like me. Um, yeah, right, brothers. But, Originated in North Carolina. End of story. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. He went on walking, yep. He, he walked on to Oregon and, Love it. you know. From there, he went all the way down, broke four minutes. Uh, he still works with his coach, Andy Powell, who's I think now at Washington University. But Correct, yeah. Um, they're really excited. Mick, Mick has been very excited to get in his race. He's been following us for years and years. Um, and I think it's kind of like a dream come true to get to the starting line here. Yeah, um, I, I want to get Mick on the podcast. He he's dual citizen with Australia. Yep. His his parents run, I think, an Australian themed restaurant in the Outer Banks. So uh, another place I want to check out. You know, a good friend of mine has a vineyard down there called Sanctuary Vineyards that that gives us the wine for our athlete dinner every year. So I told him to uh, you know bring some of that the next time he comes around. So we're, we're certainly excited to have Mick come. Yeah. Um, so that is that it, that concludes the guys who have who have already broken four. Um, now, I do want to mention at this point that we have a pretty awesome pace setter this year who's going to take these guys through. Uh, right now, the, the schedule is a thousand meters and two twenty four, and the guy who's going to take them through actually ran thousand meters in two twenty two while he was in high school, which was the national record at the time. So that's Robbie Andrews, 2016 Olympian, 2015 Sir Walter Myler champion, uh, is going to be our pace setter this year. Yes, Robbie, great dude. Glad, glad to have him back in, in Raleigh for sure. If you have not read his athlete bio, however, decided it's pretty funny. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty funny guy. And, you know, 144, 7, 800 meter PR, 217,000 meter PR as a professional. Um, so he says he's ready to rock for 224. And, you know, I, I think 
uh, if anyone's ever watched Robbie Andrews race, this will be a different view for Robbie. Yeah. Um, sit and kick. So you'll have to remind him that, you know, you can't just sit in the back for 800 meters and sprint to the K. That's not a good pace setting. Think, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah. That'd be something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not not gonna help if that's the way he's gonna do it. But he'll be out there <laughs> leading these guys. You know, they say lead from the back, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So those are the those are the folks who are who are going after that 350 mark. Um, and then following in their coattails, we have a very strong group of of folks this year who who have yet to break four minutes. Um, starting with a guy whose PR is 400.10. Uh, also has another PR. This is the fastest 800 meter PR in the field, including Robbie's PR. 144.42. This is Isaiah Harris. Pretty good. Pretty Fourth good. placer in the trials 800 this year. He, he's a New Englander too. So Jeff Karen's excited about that. Yeah. He has been on fire over in Europe in the diamond leagues. I think he's got two or three 800 meter wins Yeah, out in the diamond leagues in Europe just this summer, since the trials uh, back in the U S now prepping uh, to, to go a full mile. We'll see if anyone else in the field can handle a 24 second opening 200. And I think um, I've read Steve that he was the state champ in the hundred and two hundred where he was from in high school. So that's some wow. serious range. If he can make this, this happen, there's gotta be some kind of range record there. Big time range for Isaiah. So this will be his first time here in Raleigh, but looking real looking forward to seeing that story and seeing how, how those last two laps uh, treat, uh, they call him Zay. Treat Zay. Um, coming in next, Joey Barriatua, you had on the pod, right? Yeah, yeah, great guy. 400.72, 10 man elite, coached by Corey Leslie, an old favorite, Sir Walter Myler. He's paced several years, raced several years early on. Yeah, firm and elite guy in the past. So lots of routes to, to Raleigh. Yeah, and, and, and Corey's got a, a second guy in the field. Um, this is John Renwicki, an uh, in, in Arizona State. Alum with 400.84 uh, as his mile PR coming in. Great. Um, L- love these guys right on the cusp. We hope they all run like 356. Yeah. It would not be the first time. Although John's got a 748 3K PR. Very That's solid. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and his, his dad, my favorite fact about him from, from your questionnaire, is that his dad was a 30 year high school coach, which, you know, near and dear to my heart, as my dad was a going on 40 years now yeah. high school coach so yeah very Tried very through. cool i i know what you what you i know what you what you're thinking john i know what you've been through and i know, <laughs> you know how you're 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 obviously just like my dad been been well guided because you're still running after college and still chasing your dreams down so uh do it for steve really john. Forward to it. um and then another guy has, has that interest here uh for several years um, from Central Park Track Club and Tracksmith, uh, Ian Ritchie comes in with a 401.14. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting the BC grad under four for the first time. He's got PRs at pretty much every distance this year, uh, which makes which makes him ripe for a breakthrough uh, at the mile distance. 
And when, you know, the picture we posted on his Instagram when we were introducing him was, was him sitting on the podium of the 1500 at ACC's right beside your Nagoose. So, Hey, mm-hmm. good company to have if you're trying to run a fast mile. Um, well, I think there is one guy left we haven't touched on at all. And let me just say this. The next guy in the field was born on uh, February 15th, 2004. Whoa. 2000. So if you do the math, that's 17 years old at race day. This is rising junior from Nice High School in Florida, just outside of Jacksonville, Ronhard Harrison. So this is a new one for us. You know, uh, he will be our youngest competitor ever. He is still active in high school. He's got a whole year left. But at the end of last year, Reinhardt ran 401.34 as a rising junior. Yeah, so um, he's a rising senior now. Yeah. But has run the 401. And I, I don't know the numbers, Steve. Do you know how many high schoolers have, have done it so far? Oh, dude. It's, it's like 10 it's to 15. Six or seven. Oh, well, maybe I was, I was being too liberal with it, but very few. We'll put it that way. You can probably count on two hands. It's been a few years, you know, it's been a few years since we've had one, but he's, uh, uh, his coach is Tom Schwartz, Tin Man. And um, Tom has been working with Ron Hart the last few weeks out of Flagstaff at camp. And these guys are excited. They have huge goals uh, for Ron Hart. Uh, he was very excited about the future, and um, I think the first major goal on the list is sub four. So Just they're all in. Ride the wave. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's going to hang on the back, and, you know, he's going to have company and um, going to have all the pace he needs, and this is a big opportunity. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to having him and the rest of the field that you mentioned. So, you know, this is the date field as of – July 29, 2021, there could be a change between now and next Friday. You never know, but this is kind of where we currently stand. So, so speaking of that, Steve, you know, how do we get a lot of emails, a a lot of emails, the timing of them is never the best. A lot of times the field's full or, you know, there's other issues going on. Kind of walk me through that process of, you know, how beyond, beyond the dreamers that we talked about, how are, how are these fields kind of coming together? Yeah, so basically we get a lot of interest, assemble the interest starting all the way in May. And, you know, Jeff sends out to all the former athletes, agents, and coaches the, the kind of like, we're having the, the miler, it's on this date, let us know if you want to, if you're interested. And, you know, agents start in with initial lists and we start to compile folks who might be interested. And basically we put up a first early deadline, which is like usually a couple of days after that year's U.S. championship. Um, And I rely heavily on that race um, to start to see who's ready to run now, um, who's kind of enthusiastic about continuing their season into the summer. Um, And that's kind of where we start. You know, you you get a little bit of an objective measure there head-to-head at the U.S. championships, whether it be through the rounds or in the finals. And so um, that's that's a big starting point. Uh, for us to try to make sure that the folks who are running well have a chance. You know, it's not always, you know, the, the folks who are, who either have, who come in with an agent or the folks who, 
you know, who knows someone local. I mean, that's kind of like we really want to base these fields in current um, athletic performance, at, at least on that front end of the field. So yeah, that's the biggest yeah. thing there. Then, you know, you have athletes and, and they'll confirm and things happen. And that's why we have a wait list. So things happen. You have an athlete who gets injured or who starts to, you know, wheels come off on their training and they decide they don't want to, you know, they don't want to extend their season another couple of weeks. And so that's kind of where timing comes in because, you know, that's where folks who are still on the radar, who are still interested and who are still enthused, maybe get bumped up the wait list because, um, because there's no opening. It's just at the right time. And so that, that's uh, kind of a complicated, but, you know, I think that the, the folks who were, who really want in the field have a much better chance than the folks who, you know, have an agent send an email in May and then don't follow up again until the following year. So uh, there's definitely a, a timing factor involved there too. So. And it is nice, you know, it, it doesn't work for everybody, but this year more than ever on both the men's and women's side, we did get a lot of emails vouching for certain runners saying, you know, yeah. how much they wanted to be here, how much they care, how, how ready they were or whatever it was. And it doesn't always mean we can get people in, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, there's like a lot of folks are disappointed uh, at the end of the process and it's just, um, you know, as long as we, you know, stick to our guiding principles, I think that we're okay with that. But there's, there's always a lot of disappointment. Um, but there's, you know, we, we try to do the best we can. And, and this year, uh, we actually have our biggest field ever. We're going to be firing off the double barrel at uh, Cardinal Gibbons as it stands right now with the California start. Um, so it is, a, it is a large field. Because yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that we want to host an elite event. And... You know, it's not the coaches clash where we can line up 40 coaches and, and, <laughs> and let, her, let them rip. You know, we have to we really have to keep the numbers down in order to keep a safe environment and make sure it's it's good for uh, for pursuing fast times. So we'll put it out uh, there, though, Steve, if you did not get into the miler this year and you do coach in some capacity, you can get on the start line. We've got a few like 430 guys in there, maybe not four minutes, but uh we, yeah. we, we will have David Hudman out there with the light speed pacing. If you want us to set up those lights for, for four flat and just chase the lights. You yeah, know. we'll see. <laughs> Maybe Corey Leslie wants to get back out there and set a uh, coach's record. Yeah, I'm sure Corey can still go. Being a coach uh, at that level, you still have to run some workouts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. All um, right. So, so Steve, that's, that's kind of the field. That's kind of uh, a lot of your reasoning behind it. You know, what, what are you excited about, about the miler this year? Or, you know, maybe what's one of your highlights from past milers? Whew. You know, I'm excited about seeing this group led by Robbie Andrews through, through a very fast-paced 224 out of 1,000. I think that, you know, with, with good weather and the resurgent, you know, kind of environment we're going to have this year in, in 2021, there's a chance for some of these guys up front to run really, really fast. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And I also think that with the five guys we have who have yet to break four, that there's a, there's a lot of compelling stories there to, to see. We get a high schooler under, a junior in high school at that. We don't get a 144-800 guy under. 
you know, with Isaiah Harris. I, I, I really look forward to seeing those two guys um, uh, get after it. So those are my big ones to see, um, you know, in terms of the, the athletes this year. So, so what's one of the, the moments in the past that, that you were excited about? And Charlie Markport coming in with a 4.00 PR after he dove and came up with, you know, a couple of hundredths short earlier in the season to come in and run 3.55, hands in the air, like halfway down the home stretch. Just <laughs> very excited. That was a huge moment. Um, and Lopez Lamont coming away from the field that year was, was really, really exciting just to, you know, obviously an old friend of mine, old rival from my days in New York state as a high school runner. Um, so seeing Lopez, just such a great champion, just the way he kind of works the crowd afterwards and, and, and treats the fans. Um, and then in 2017, I think it was 17, when we had 12 Americans break four, uh, which was the most in any individual race ever uh, to have 12 Americans break four on the same day um, in what was my first year as uh men's field coordinator when I took over from Logan Roberts. That's um, right. So I basically didn't have to do anything in terms of recruiting. <laughs> you guys had already built this event and I was just like, um, well, <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty, it was pretty easy for me, but just to come out there and watch those, you know, those guys, crush it that year was incredible so big moments I'm, I'm going to pull that up steve I, I wanted to get a fact check on that to see i thought it was 13 but it could have been 11 but we're going back to it we're, we're going to look at the results real quick okay riveting fashion of, <laughs> okay so it was not 17 it was 18 18 there were 13 men under four minutes i believe yeah they were all american yeah Okay. Charlie um, was ninth in 355.97. So I, I would say you'd be hard pressed to find a field where the ninth placer ran a 355. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 13. Right. Yeah. That was the, that was the Lopez year. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. That was, that was incredible. I mean, that was an incredible night. Obviously 2019, we had the, the three hour rain delay. So. <laughs> <laughs> and people still ran fast. Uh, you know, yeah. I, talking about, uh, 19 the last year of course it was fun seeing chris o'hare take the win over uh, sam prequel and over eric avila who'll be coming back this year but equally as fun seeing eighth place finisher donnie cowart run a 359.89 he had broken for it the first sir walter and he was one of those guys where we had a last minute scratch and basically the day before the race it was like yo donnie you want to come up from winston and try to break four and yeah. Like he always does. He showed up and, and delivered and, and got his second sub four and uh, now is, is running like sub 220 marathons. So, yeah, he ran 217 here in Raleigh just a couple months ago. Yeah. For marathon. Great so. runner. So, so continues, continues to impress us. But, uh, but yeah, the, the stories are not always at the front of the pack. They're all over the place. And we're yeah. certainly looking forward to hosting everybody this year at the new venue, uh, having everybody in Raleigh and hopefully sticking around for that downhill mile on the, the last day of, of the long Sir Walter weekend. But as we kind of get out of this episode, we do have, we have to put your walk on walk off song here, Steve. So what's, uh, what's something that, that you want us to play as you ride off into the sunset of your 2021 20, men's elite mile uh, coordination duties? Oh boy. 
Uh, maybe like something by Tom Petty. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, That's a big catalog, Steve. Maybe maybe we'll go with the Dreamer one this time and go with Learning to Fly. Oh yeah, great song. By Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for digging deeper than the usual hits. So. <laughs> usually you can peg what somebody's going to say but i didn't see that coming so no yeah there we go guys steven first thanks for joining us on episode 65 and talking about the men's field we will look forward to seeing everybody next week and we'll have a few more episodes between now and then if there's somebody you want to hear from shoot us an email summermiles at gmail.com again steven thanks for joining us we'll talk to you soon thanks started